Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of the show. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Thank you for watching on YouTube. If that's how you're taking in Locked On Blue Devils, go ahead and subscribe. Turn on your post notifications for the YouTube channel. Leave comments. Share this with your friends. It means a whole lot when you get the word out there. And again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every single day. On today's show, I want to bring in my very good friend, Josh Cox, from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Josh was in attendance for the spring game. He went a full week without me bugging him to be on the podcast last week. So, Josh, just so grateful to have you back here on the show. How are you? Yeah, man. Got a, had a week off. and uh, No, we actually got a chance to get away a little bit. Um, spring break week for my daughters. And, and then, obviously, took in the spring game uh, Saturday night. So, things are going well. And it's good to be back on Lockdown Blue Devils for sure. Yeah, we've got some football things to talk about. I'll go ahead and spoil the lead for everybody that Josh is going to be back with us for our Tuesday show of the program as well, talking about the latest with Duke men's basketball. But let's get right to it. I mean, Duke football has the first spring game in the Mike Elko era. I want to go offense. I want to go defense. I want to go some major takeaways. I first want to start, though, atmosphere, Josh. That's something that you guys love. The very first time we talked and you were telling me about sort of the Section 17 podcast, you were all about the atmosphere at the game and how can we enhance that? What does that look like for our podcast and your group of buddies that you go and watch the games with? What Was there any noticeable difference uh, when you got to Wallace Wade on Saturday? Well, yeah, the overall energy is just, um, it's there with the fans. Um, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of player family uh, there at, at a game like the spring game as well. And I will say this, that it seems that from the regular fan perspective, as well as from like the family perspective of the players, that the energy level is just, we're feeding off of Mike Elko, feeding off the coaching staff. And I mean, we were pleased to have a spring game, a real spring game that was real football being played. Um, and to see uh, right at 4,000, just under 4,000 people there, which I know to a lot of big other schools, that's not a big deal. But, hey, there were probably some games last year where we didn't have many more than that uh, showing up for a regular football game. And so um, the energy was great. They passed out those free T-shirts. Uh, so all the fans got those. They had concession stands open. They had photo ops available. And in the short amount of time that this new coaching staff has been there, you can tell they're trying. And now – Game day operations has not yet been really addressed by uh, Coach Elko yet. Um, but, man, the energy was there, uh, absolutely, especially for a, a blue-white scrimmage at a spring game. Yeah, that, that's the big thing is that at the end of the day, it is just a spring game. You can have some takeaways from the spring game, and I want to hear those. But we always have to remind everybody, hey, look, this means absolutely nothing. Some freshmen haven't arrived yet. The transfer portal is about to really pick back up. 
now that spring ball across America is for the most part done and finished with. So a lot of players will be looking for other opportunities, potentially so many different things can change offensively. What stood out to you? Well, obviously the thing everyone's talking about is the quarterback battle um, between Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore. And certainly those they're, they're both good quarterbacks, um, but they both possess unique skill sets. And so, you saw it on display in the spring game. Actually, uh, Jordan was did not have a good completion percentage at all uh, throwing the ball, but he ran the ball great. He actually did throw a couple touchdowns, uh, but he ran the ball great. And then you had Riley, on the other hand, uh, much more of a consistent passer. Completion percentage was there. Did throw a pick. I believe his pick was off a tipped, uh, tipped ball, so not necessarily his fault. Um, but both of those guys, and that you know, both those guys bring a unique element to the game. Um, I have no idea. People keep asking us, who do we think is going to win that job? I have no idea. Um, the, like I said, it kind of depends on where Kevin Johns wants to take this offense. But uh, but the quarterbacks have played well. And they're, the, the neat thing about it is they truly are like best friends off the field. And so that competition there is healthy and very good for them. Um, I thought it was interesting to see the running back situation. Obviously, Jordan Waters is the returning guy. Um, he, he didn't get a ton of playing time last year, but he was behind Mateo Durant. He's kind of leading that pack, but, man, Terry Moore, Jacquez Moore, Eric Weatherly, uh, um, Jalen Coleman. I mean, they just have several guys in that backfield um, that could definitely see some playing time. I, if you remember back in, like, the 2013 years, we had three or four back so we would just rotate through and i could see this year being a lot like that so in, in quarterbacks and running backs that's what i'm seeing offensively let's go a little bit more specific there josh cox to football talk section 17 podcast here with us they're going to have a, a show posted this week recapping everything about the spring game and you'll get way 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 more in-depth uh thoughts from that whole gang i'm sure but when you look at that quarterback spot i mean you mentioned the two names jordan moore and riley leonard uh, both guys kind of splitting different teams and switching teams. I mean, it's a spring game, right? You've got the head coach that's literally on the field, kind of behind yeah. the center uh, and quarterback there from the shotgun view, taking it all in. Uh, what in particular stood out to you about? Yeah, so so Jordan Moore brings an element on the field that no one else brings. That is That is the one thing that you can say for sure. And that is not a knock against Riley. I believe Ryan Leonard's a great quarterback. But there's a speed and athleticism element that Jordan Moore has that I'll be honest with you, it's impossible to replicate. And so that is the main thing that stands out to me. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that I believe Jordan is going to win the job, but it just means that Jordan can do things that Riley cannot do. Now, on the flip side, Riley can do things that Jordan can't do. Riley is six foot four, six foot five. Jordan's not. Riley can see over the, the over the line. Riley is a much more accurate passer. Um, he can make throws that, that Jordan just can't make right now. Um, and so, you know, I, I, and then you have, obviously, Luca Diamant, who has uh, made the transition from quarterback to wide receiver. Uh, so he's no longer in the picture. So really, Gavin Spurrier's not really uh, a part of the conversation. And so you do have a true freshman coming in in the summer. And I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, but it looks like Henry Beeline or, or Beeline or I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he's from New York, um, a quarterback, and we'll see what he has. I mean, who knows? 
obviously being a quarterback coming in in the summer and not early in spring would put him behind the eight ball. And then, you know, we have no idea, no insight on this, but there is always that transfer portal that is out there after spring game, as you mentioned. And who knows? I, I will say this. We're definitely not going to go into the season with only two quarterbacks. Like I, there's going to be a third guy who's not redshirting that's going to be available. I just don't know who it'll be. It is the Duke football spring game. Dustin Fox had the call for the ACC Network and ESPN. And his conversations with Kevin Johns, the offensive coordinator, and Mike Elka was about the accuracy that might be a question mark for Jordan Moore. I think we saw that at times from what I was watching on television. And I agree with you. It really did seem like Riley Leonard separated himself in that throwing department. But boy, even out of the gates from the first play or two, Jordan Moore takes that read option. And uh, as someone who myself and an Auburn alum and saw Gus Malzahn really bring read option, hurry up, no huddle to the college game, Mike Norvell kind of studying from Malzahn's philosophy and Kevin Johns comes from that Mike Norvell tree. Like all of that is one and the same. And if they can really pull it off, then Jordan Moore is 100% the quarterback for that offense. Yeah. And in and, and spring practices, you could even see when Jordan's out there running, uh, running the show, they speed up. In fact, we were timing the uh, between plays. And one time we got the ball down, got it uh, set up in six seconds. We snapped the ball uh, for the last play, which is pretty wild. Um, and obviously when Riley's in the game, they don't do that. Uh, not as fast. Um, and so, yeah, once again, I, I truly feel like Kevin Johns has to make a decision on what kind of offense we're going to, we're going to run. And if he wants to throw heavy offense, Riley's going to be the guy. And Riley can still run as well. Um, but if we want to use a lot more misdirection, a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of running of, of the football, like I said, in the backfield, we've got the horses back there. None of them are standing out as, you know, as way better than the other. So they all look about the same. And if, if we go that route, then Jordan's your guy. I mean, Jordan Moore will be on the field. If Riley wins that starting job, look to see Jordan Moore in some unique packages on the field with him, they will get the ball in his hands. Coach Elko has said this from the beginning. We're going to identify our best players, most talented players, most athletic players, and we're going to get them the ball. So they're going to do that some way, one way or the other. That's the right way to do it. Josh Cox here with us on the show, at Joshua Cox on Twitter, and check out the Section 17 podcast. Let's talk a little defense, what Mike Elko's known for on the other side of this break. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that you're going to find. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. I'm not making that up. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high in protein, low fiber, uh, and low carbs as well. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Again, make sure you make this a part of your daily diet. Built Bar is just so excellent. Again, yeah, high protein, low calories, high fiber, excuse me, low carbs. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. Back here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson hanging out with Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Just talked about the offense. Now we talk a little defense. Give me a couple of quick takeaways. Again, Section 17 is going to break everything down about this game. I just want a couple of nuggets about the defense and what stood out to you, Josh. 
Yeah, well, first of all, the biggest question mark on the defensive side of the football is obviously the secondary. Uh, we lost 11 players in the secondary um, from last year's team, whether due to graduation or transfer portal, grad transfers, whatever it may be. And so we're starting really fresh there. I mean, really, you have three guys that got any playing time last year at all. Jalen Stinson, um, Isaiah Fisher-Smith, Daquan Johnson. Those are really your guys that got any sort and, and uh, Isaiah Fisher-Smith was really more of a special teams guy. Um, you're seeing Tony Davis, uh, who was a pretty decently high recruit, come in. I believe he's a sophomore, uh, maybe a junior this year. I forget what his class is. But I, 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 I would see Tony maybe winning the job over there. And then I'm high on this guy. I'm true freshman, Chandler Rivers. Um, I'm high on Chandler Rivers. Watched him all spring at practice. Watched him in the spring game. I think he's got the it factor. Um, and, and he was actually um, recruited by Coach Elko to Texas A&M. Uh, he's a Texas kid. And so he knew Coach Elko. Um, he actually knew Coach Ish. I didn't realize this. Coach Ish was at Texas A&M with Elko before he went to Miami. And so um, he actually knew Coach Ish as well. So he's got that connection. Um, I don't know what else to say about the secondary other than more than likely – the portal is going to have to be our friend just for depth. I'm not saying the guys that we currently have can't play. Uh, Cam Bergeron had a great um, spring game after struggling, honestly, some in spring practice. Um, I think we have good guys. I just don't think we have any depth. And so we're going to have to get deeper in the secondary. But overall, you watch the game. I didn't think the secondary looked uh, uh, overmatched. Right. I thought they held their own. Um, you know, it's funny when you see – when you're watching the spring game, it's like, who are you pulling for, right? So, like, the last touchdown, Jordan Moore to Eli Pankle. It's like, are you are you happy that Eli got behind him and that Jordan made the throw, or are you mad because the DB let Eli get behind him, right? So, it's it's tough to watch that game and really get the feel for it. As you said, it's a scrimmage. No kidding, yeah. But I didn't feel like the secondary was out of its league um, watching that game. And so that's encouraging to me. Like I said, I feel like we'll be in the portal. The second area on the defense, um, on the positive side, our linebackers. I mean, if you, if you want to go through the list, so you've got Shaka Hayward, who is obviously the leader of that group. Yep. Um, and you can tell it. He's a monster. Um, and then you've got Dorian Mosey, who played a ton last year, who, by the way, is one of the coolest guys you'll ever talk to, Like, has a great personality, really cool guy. You've got Rocky Shelton, who's back this year after being off the team last year, but he started two years ago. Right. So you wonder where that's going to leave him. You've got Ryan Smith, who was a pretty uh, highly recruited guy um, out of the state of Georgia. you got Trey Freeman, a local Durham kid um, here who everybody seems to really like. Um, you got Syed Stevens, who actually uh, got quite a bit of play. We're, all I'm saying about that, we're deep. We're deep at linebacker. Also, we've seen – Little, little times where we've gone to three linebackers. We've gone into a 4-3 a few times, which going to a 4-3 once is more than we did in the Cutcliffe era. So uh, I, I like the 4-3. The 4-3 allows us to get to the edges a little better against the run game. And, you know, the 4-2-5 is great in, in its own right. But that 4-3, man, if, if you just got two linebackers and that running back or quarterback breaks containment, he's gone because two guys cannot cover side to side. It's just not, it's not possible. So I'll, I'd like to see us run a little bit more 4-3. Those are the two areas that stood out to me on defense, though. Secondary 
And then on the strong side, linebackers for sure. Tell me a little bit about the defensive front. Dwayne Carter is somebody that got a lot of headlines going into last year as one of the leaders. He's speaking on behalf of the team at ACC kickoff before the season ever even started a year ago and before Dwayne Carter even had a whole lot of playing time. The year prior, we saw a lot of guys, Demukeji, Rumpf, go into the NFL uh, and succeed right away. So at the next level, that D-line group has been kind of the group that's gotten the most eyeballs from a professional perspective. What, do you, what did you see uh, on Saturday in particular or throughout the spring with the defensive line, Josh? Yeah, well, one guy you did not see Saturday – um, who uh, it looked like it was just a twisted ankle or something like that in practice uh, a few days ago was Aeneas Peebles, uh, who's, uh, who's uh, also – he's equally as important on the interior line as Dwayne, Carter, as Dwayne Carter is. Those guys are great friends. Um, their families are close. Um, and so we didn't see him. Dwayne Carter is the leader of this team. There's no question. There's no doubt he is the leader of this team. Um, and I kind of like that from an interior lineman position um i love the fact that his personality lends itself to be a team leader um and so you know i I thought i thought that he looked good i'll be honest with you i didn't pay a ton of attention um to the interior line obviously on the outside we are missing those names right we're missing those those rump you know and dimakeji and and all that on the names but i believe we got guys that are gonna that, that are gonna be um, just fine. Well, I think I've mentioned this to you before. Pinning your ears back and going for sack numbers on basically every single play. It looks great sometimes, but there's a whole lot of time where you give up containment, you give up a run, you give up a long run, you give up a lot when you sell out to just get sacks. And I feel like that we had kind of gotten into that mode, right? Of selling out for sacks. I feel like the guys we have now, yeah, they're not making preseason all ACC. That's fine. That's fine. I believe they're going to be more contained. I believe they're going to play just a better brand of football for what we need. And, um, you know, and and obviously the quarterback pressures and sacks will come. I just don't think we're selling out to it. That was my takeaway on the D-line. We're not selling out to get to the quarterback, getting ourselves out of position. If you want to make a basketball analogy, you know what I mean? We're not selling out to go for the steal just because once every seven times we get right. a steal, right? We're not getting out of position on defense because we're Mark Williams and we know we can come get a block, right? We're staying in position more. We're playing more Theo John type defense than we are Mark Williams, right? Does that make, to, to make the basketball Perfect. analogy? Yeah. We're staying, and with Theo John, you know, you're being very physical, right? So, uh, but anyway, that's the D line. I mean, at the end of the day, D line is going to rise and fall, in my opinion, on the interior. Peebles and Carter. And I think we're in good hands on the D-line. Josh Cox is here from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast. We do our final takeaways from Duke's spring game in just a moment when we return. Today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Let's start to wrap up today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson hanging out with Josh Cox at Joshua Cox on Twitter at Duke FB Talk is where throughout this week you'll be able to see links to their newest podcast. What's kind of the game plan for Section 17 this week, Josh? Yeah, we're going to deep dive every position. We're going to talk about players at every position. Uh, we're going to talk about that spring game, um, some things that we noticed during practices, some of the stuff I've shared with you, but then some other stuff as well. Um, and then we're going to just talk a little bit about the overall feelings we have about the program thus far. I mean, Coach Elko's now at the spring practice and spring game to get under his belt. Um, what are some of the things that he said in his introductory press conference that we've seen already come to fruition? Um, kudos to him. Um, so that's that's going to be the deep dive. Um here on this episode that we're going to be recording and releasing this week. And so uh, check it out. And then we've got some plans for the offseason. Obviously, everybody's kind of taking a break. We're going to do our best to try to get Coach Elko back on um, the podcast sometime here in that in this few-month break that we yeah. have, um, maybe when he can relax a little bit and, and, and talk. Um, but, yeah, that's what's coming out this week. And so check it out um, at DukeFBTalk on Twitter for sure. Yeah, and you can find the podcast wherever you get them. Leave them a five-star rating and review and do the same for Locked On Blue Devils while you're at it. All right, so final takeaways here. It's a spring game. It's so hard to feel overly happy about this, and this is uh, something I've kind of gone through in the life of observing college football and hearing from fans wanting to react after the fact because you made the point a little bit earlier, wide receivers, DBs, are you excited because the receiver made the play or are you upset because the DB got beat on the play? And over the weekend – while we were solely focused on the Duke spring game, the internet absolutely loved the fact that in Nashville, Tennessee, a Vanderbilt spring game took place, and it finished with a final score of 32-32, and jokes such as Vanderbilt can't even beat themselves, which is hilarious having to compete in the SEC. We're running wild on Twitter. But I'm laughing because when you were talking about that, Josh, I'm sitting here thinking like, wait a minute. Maybe that's what everyone should do. Because if you tie in a spring game, you can't get upset at either reunit. Right. And, and, and I've seen other spring games that have been blowouts, right? <laughs> yeah. They didn't split the teams up properly. And it's like 35 to nothing, you know, when the game's over. And it's like, who wants to watch that? Right. Uh, so I love it, man. I, so the spring game, to put it in perspective, and, and Duke fans really need to. In fact, we're going to argue this, maybe not in this coming up episode, but like Duke fans need to have this perspective for the next year or two that Coach Elko is here to build a foundation. And the program was not in shambles like it was before David Cutcliffe came. But we're pretty low. Yeah. And I understand the transfer portal will help us speed that up. And I wouldn't be surprised to see us be very successful next year, depending on how the chips fall. Um, but we, we have to put it in perspective. And spring game is just that. It's perspective. It's a time for the guys to get on the field, hit each other, um, have some fun, be under the lights, have all the hoopla and fanfare there, all the parents are there, some fans are there. So it's good for the players. Uh, they've been they've been doing all this stuff in spring practice. It's good to get them out there in front of people doing it. So that's good. It's good for fans to see each other, honestly. And then I will say this, really cool. Uh, last two years we've obviously dealt with, uh, with COVID issues. But just to be able to go out onto the field after uh, the, the spring game, meet the coaches, meet the players, pictures. I took my daughter with me. We got pictures with, with several different players. Um, Nina King, I uh, was able to introduce my daughter to, to, to Nina King. Um, so all that to say, 
I feel like it's just the program is where it needs to be. And my overall takeaway is I'm ready for Temple in the fall, and let's let's get going. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. Super excited. Can't wait to watch some football. Can't wait to figure out who the quarterback's going to be because that's what every football team comes down to at the end of the day and uh, kind of what this Mike Elko era looks like. It's the Section 17 podcast with Josh Cox that you need to do yourself a favor and check out. They've got many other episodes than this spring one. You can hear what they said immediately after Duke football hired Coach Elko and more. Josh, I can't thank you enough for the time as always. Thanks for coming on Locked On Blue Devils today. Thanks, JJ. Go Duke. Go Duke, indeed. That's my buddy Josh Cox joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils today. He's going to be right back on tomorrow's show when we're talking all things Duke men's basketball. Busy time of year. Not only is Mike Elko trying to kick off a new era, John Shire's doing the same. It's a brand new era of Duke men's basketball. We'll discuss the latest with Josh on tomorrow's show. That's going to do it. For Locked On Blue Devils here today, please be sure to leave this podcast a five-star rating and review. Send us your likes and subscribe on YouTube and uh, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. Now make sure you go check out the Locked On Panthers podcast, getting closer to NFL draft season. And my friends in the Carolinas need to know what that Panthers organization is thinking about doing. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.